With Embiid out, with a torn meniscus. Horrible. The Sixers punted on the season at the trade deadline yesterday. They traded Marcus Mars and Cork Mars and three second-round picks to the Pacers for Buddy Heald. Good basketball player. Yeah, he averages a whopping 12 points per game. Right, right. Uh, but uh, then they traded Daniel House and another second-round pick yeah. uh, oh, to, um. to the Pistons basically just for cap space. Yeah. Uh, and then the worst trade of the day, uh, Pat Bev to the Bucks. Morey did him a favor. He knows he can, he's going to be competing for a title now. To the Bucks for Cameron Payne and a second round pick. And I, Cameron Payne, they average the same amount of points. Cameron Payne's younger, um, but his field goal percentage is a, is a couple points higher yeah, it's, it's than a, Pat Bev. It's a but simple trade Pat Bev averages more assists per game. He averages more uh, rebounds per game. So I, and and plus, you know, you, you you traded your culture guy. You traded your chemistry guy. Guy, the guy that's that's on the bench bringing the it, more than just his play on the court. Right. He's bringing a vibe, yeah. and and it brings that whole bench unit together. And and you, you just you just got rid of that. Yeah, I think uh, you know the Sixers. Unfortunately, where I'm at with it now, Tech is that this offseason, I'd be completely fine with them getting as much as they possibly could for Joe while before it's See, too late. I, I it's going to be you too late this. in a season. It's going to be too late in one season. I, I, I wouldn't do it only because... That's where I'm at, man. ...the level he played at before he got injured. I get it. I mean, and so it was it's, a, it's fun to see him score 70 points, of course, but you know, yeah. how often is that going to happen? And Is he ever going to get to a conference finals? I don't think he ever plays in the conference finals his whole career. Well... I don't think he does, Tech. I'm saying it now. We'll come back to it in seven years, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he hasn't but played, it might in the not take that finals. long to come back to it. By the that's, way, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. Then they went ahead and they traded Jaden Springer, who I am not sad to see go. Uh, a lot of people are average I mean, young player. He's an average are. young player. He's a he's a really good defensive player. But it, you know, if that mattered in this in this era of the NBA, then Thibel would still be here. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. And it doesn't matter. You need to be a scorer. The kid can't score. He's had some good moments here and there. He hasn't been able to put it all together. He's not a consistent player. Uh, I'm out on Jaden Springer. He he was traded to Boston. And that that's a little nerve-wracking because why, right? why did why did Boston want him? You well, know? you know, I mean Boston's going to take a flyer on a young kid. Yeah. They got nothing to lose by doing it. Well, we got a second-round pick in return for him. So, basically, you traded away five players, you got two back. You traded four second-round picks, and you got two back. So, that leaves three open roster spots. So, they should be active in the buyout market today, tomorrow, over the weekend. Safe to say, though, that this team has a very legitimate shot of being forced to play in the play-in games. Yeah, people are talking about, well, MB comes back for the playoffs. Like, what what playoffs? You can't assume. You might not even make the playoffs. No. They're they're 4-13 without Joe. And not, the, you, the way it looked against the Warriors the other night. Oh Tech, my God! I, I Non-competitive. When you Non-competitive. when you're playing the Warriors and Steph Curry hits one three pointer, I would say to you, "Oh, you may, you probably win that game." Yeah, yeah. No, you're down by twenty plus points, and Steph Curry has only hit one three. Right. 
when I looked at that box because I wasn't watching the game. I was and, just following and Springer along. did lock him up, by the way, defensively. He had he had a really good game defensively against Curry. Well, that's probably why you answered your own question. It's probably why Boston maybe want to take a flyer. Uh, yeah, re- yeah. Recency bias. <laughs> yeah. Recency bias. And we know very well from Eagles season about recency oh, bias. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so just to give you an idea of what's available in the buyout market, I don't have the full list in front of me, but I'm going to give you the best available, okay? It's not going to be great. Uh, Kyle Lowry is right at the top of this list. Is I he think 42? He, or? He, listen, he, he's fat and washed. I don't want yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry. He, he was a conversation four seasons ago. So, and by the way, so was Buddy Heald three years ago. Yeah, Every well, year for the last three years, Buddy Heald's been in the, in, in the uh, trade deadline who they should target conversation. He's still young, though. Yeah. Was he 28, Buddy Heald? Yeah, I get no. I think he's thirty. But, Is he thirty? Yeah, but okay. it doesn't. You know, listen. I like Buddy Heald, and he'll be asked to play a bigger role here. He will uh, alongside yeah. Maxi to try to keep keep their head above water if they can do something miraculous. We'll I don't see. know. I haven't looked at the remainder of the schedule like in it's depth. It's tough. They could lose. Honestly, they could lose sixteen of their next twenty games. Yeah, at that point, honestly, how I feel about the team, like I said, the top of the show, Tech. I think that it's time, think of a different name for it if you want, it's time for a process sequel. Well, look. And it starts by unloading the cornerstone I, of the first process. I get it. I get it. But I'm just dumb. I'm out. I'm out. I'm dumb. You know why? You know why? Because we were back in a couple weeks ago. We were excited. All right? Yeah. And how quickly did we have our balloons deflated? No, I know. It's crazy. We had Francisco. We were here we were two talking. weeks ago. Excited. Yeah. Excited. Ready to rock. Yeah. We, I'm all in on the conference we, finals we were at that off, point. We were off for a week. We Crazy. come back and, and it is it is chaos. I come back, Sixers. yeah, off for a week because uh, our listeners probably don't know. I had a little oral surgery tech. Yes. Got a couple bad teeth taken out. Yeah. I, no I, one listen, can I, see them. It doesn't matter. I've been there. Oh, I have been there. Not fun. But I'm good. Not fun. I'm alive. I don't have these bad molars anymore. It's a beautiful it's thing. It's a beautiful it? thing. Beautiful. You wake up painless. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We were excited uh, when we had we talking to Francisco and and B to just come off that seventy point performance and we were we were on cloud nine yeah. and then the the next day the next day crazy he, he's held out on the Denver game <laughs> nationally it's a big conversation oh he doesn't want to play in Denver he never plays in Denver well it turns out he he was legitimately hurt okay yeah, right and then he comes he forces his way back because he's being uh, insulted by everyone nationally he forces to come back and he's hobbling the whole game. He couldn't even jump, really. So he was hobbled before he took the fall, he was. and and that uh, the the bum landed on him. Yeah. It, it, so this there was is, probably a small tear already. It was already something yeah, going that's, on. There was already something going on there because look, I was listening to I think it was uh, Gilio earlier this week, oh. and he was. <laughs> I love Joe. But you got great assault sometimes. Yeah, he I know he's a bit extreme. We love Joe. We'll have him back <laughs> on soon, hopefully. Yeah. But he was breaking it down. He's like, look. This guy's seven feet tall, and he's heavier than he used to be. Yeah. As you get older, you know, and the human, human body, body. It's hey. not really meant, right, it's not meant to <laughs> to be worked like no, that. No, it's, it's not. It's not meant it's, to it's, move it's, like it's that. It's not. Joe, I, I honestly feel this way too, Tech. If Joe Embiid's ever going to be successful as an NBA star, he's never going to play more than 60 games in a season to stay on the floor. You know, listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. At this point, that's, you know, what it is. Um, and I'm Mr. Positive all the time. Right. When it comes to the Sixers, I have completely turned the page. 
and they don't have anybody to replace them. So going back to the uh, buyout market, the, the couple guys that are available, Robin Lopez, David Bertrands, these are the guys. These are like the best available well, big men Robin out Lopez, there. Robin Lopez isn't a bad player. He's not terrible. He's not a bad player. I mean, he he might he might actually give you a little more from a veteran from the veteran side of things than he's Paul a Reed double, will. He's a good for a double double. I mean, you know, you'll get a double double. Maybe, Lopez. maybe, maybe if you're talking like ten points, eleven rebounds, pretty much. Like that. That's where I'm going. Yeah, that's you know, he, he might it. listen on a good night. The Sixers, when you see Robin Lopez get, do ten points on like another team, he comes to Sixers and. Gives you four points. I mean, it's just the way yeah, it's something yeah, about yeah. the Sixers and the know, way they use veteran guys. The only guy that from the buyout market that worked was that guy's name, uh, Gianelli. The, yeah, the, well, uh, listen, the shooter, the Italian shooter, the, right, uh, right. Uh, he worked out. And the only guy that's on the market right now that I'd be that I actually be legitimately interested in is Spencer Dinwiddie. He's the only guy that Dinwiddie's I'd be interested. Dinwiddie's a scrappy player. Now the, he gave us fits when he was on the Nets, and they yes, were good. He gave now, us fits. The, the problem with, with Spencer Dinwiddie is. There's seven or eight other teams that are going to be all in of on them. Of course, the because, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers made no moves. They, they oh, they're Le- and what are they? Ten seed right now. Yeah, LeBron James has been playing uninspired ball because they're not giving them anybody, and they made no moves for him. So they might Crazy. go heavy on Spencer Dinwiddie, and and that's 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 fine. But the Sixers should be in on that guy. Um, all right, look, I I I look at it like. I know you're 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 out on Embiid, but I I, I say this right, Embiid. I would just sit him until next year because here's yeah, the here's yeah, I agree with he, you. Here's what you got. You're not winning a ring. You're not winning a ring. No, and here's what you got. You got a ton of money. They might be the second richest cap team in the league. They yeah. have tons and tons of cap because the only players under contract. Going into I this offseason, are Embiid and Paul Reed. That's it. That's wild. You're going to have to extend Maxi. You're going to you're going to super max him. He's the but, he's the guy. But you will have. By the way, because people are like, well, you know, you got some first round picks, but you know, all these second round picks. What good are second round picks? Let me tell you something about first round picks and the way it works in the NBA. First round picks are rare trade chips. Okay, they're used for guys like DeRozan right. or Levine. They're used for the big the names. Big names and those names Lillard. rarely get moved yeah. because teams don't want to give up three ones for Dejounte Murray. No, they no. don't want to do it. So ones don't get moved. You know what got moved all day? Second rounders. Yeah, because they those got moved are, all day. They're they're tradable yeah, assets. You, you might be able to snag a Clay Thompson in the second round because he was a second round pick, I believe. Right. And Clay Thompson will be a free agent. It's an example. But- and and by the way, this free agent class is going to be thin. It's a weak class. It's topped by like Clay Thompson. And you know who else? Once you get past Clay Thompson, you know who's a top free agent? Who you got? Tobias Harris. Well, yeah, I know. That's I don't how want him weak back. this free agent class is. Right. Tobias Harris is c- going to be considered one of the top free agents on the market. Well, the guy's he just seems to be so lucky. He gets a max deal here, and now he's going to be on a He'll weak free agency class. He'll probably get a max deal somewhere else or, so, or, or close to it. I'll tell it. you what, though, Tech. The 22 and 29 Atlanta Hawks are coming in as five-point favorites tonight at the center. Yeah, listen. You know what? They should be. Yeah, I mean, they should be. They're coming in with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, guys that weren't traded. 
Uh, DeJounte Murray was heavily talked about from everyone from the Sixers to to Utah to uh, New Orleans to the Lakers. There were so many teams that were supposed to be in on him, and he didn't get moved. DeRozan had a bunch of teams, including the Sixers. The price tag was too high. Yeah. You don't want to give up too much for a guy that's going to leave you in the offseason. No, you, that's you, the you, problem. You, you try to get a rental that has an extra year on it in some cases. And you're not going to get that. Like he, Buddy Heald is a rental. He'll be a free agent this offseason. Right. So the, the move for, for Moray, and I get it, was, look, I've assembled all these second-round picks. We still have a bunch of ones. We can sign a top-flight free agent, whether it's Clay Thompson or one of the guys yep. that's in the free agent class. We can extend Tyrese Maxey the Supermax. We can then have tradable assets in the offseason to get Whatever player may become available, they have they have to do a lot of work. And I'll, I'll say I'll say this too is that you know their last four losses, every single loss is no, it's 10 plus brutal, points. brutal. You, you can't even count it because a, a few a few of these games they had like one or two starters on the court. Horrible man. And, I mean the Hawks are the third third uh, leading scoring offense in right. basketball. M- Milton he, Melton, he's he's Melton has missed. 15 of the last 16 games. So you're looking at a bunch of lineups that are just absurd, and that's what they're dealing with. And now they they might have a little more continuity because they're they're going to have Maxi and Heald, you know. And listen, whoever they get on the buyout market is going to be significant. They're going to they're going to play a significant yeah. role. Well, and they I, have no choice. Yeah, I expect it to be no a Bert, a Bert, a Bertrands or a or a Lopez, one of those Isn't guys. It you need wild, a big man. bro. Like. We're about to have midway through a basketball season when we had really high expectations just 14, a fortnight ago, yes. right? We're about to have a situation where we have a completely new basketball team yeah, with 30-plus games to go. And, and more a punted because, and by the way, it could be an unpunt if by some miracle they keep themselves in the top six right if they actually not happening if they actually manage to do that and 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 in two months time Embiid could come back well but, you know right now i mean they're they're really only uh let's see what are they the fifth seed now i mean they're, they're actually they're actually seven games from being in the play i mean they're up seven games all right on the nine. well yeah but you know how quickly that could that could just uh, disappear seven games about a week <laughs> yes, and it, but, well, I'm telling you, about a it, week in the next three, four weeks, they will be, and probably in the next two weeks. But I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, in the next three weeks, they will be a below 500 team. They will be fighting for that that eight seed. They will, the, the, bro. The, the Pistons are seven and 43. Right, right. I that's mean, why they that's wanted Daniel House. Right. They got it. They got to turn it around. The Knicks got better, though. The Knicks took two of the good players off Detroit. The Knicks did get better. You know, the Knicks, I've been looking at them probably the last two seasons as a team that kind of felt like they were uh, on the rise in the East. Yeah, and, and, and Jalen Brunson puts them over the top. He has he does. become a star. I mean, they're 9-1 in the last 10 games. Bro. Yeah, they're they're a great team. They're and Cle- Cleveland's a good team, too. So you're, you're dealing with teams that are actually good. That are better than you. The Knicks are better than the Sixers right the now. Celtics running with away with the East. Yeah, running away with the East. What is up with the Bucks, though, man? You're not catch- well. Look, Doc Rivers. That's why. I mean, look. That's that's the problem. You you fired he's, a guy the, who had issue. you in second place. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I I really don't understand. You know you know what it comes down to sometimes, and this is just the truth. No matter what industry you're in, you know Doc might have just had some really close friends up there in that front office for one reason or another. 
Yeah, and plus... From his years in the league, you know, who knows if he used to, uh, you know, mentor somebody, and now they have a role of power. Well, this is how these things work, because it doesn't make any sense. Supposedly it was a Lillard idea, because Lillard... Um, there was a toxic thing going on between that other head coach and Lillard. Lillard didn't understand his role, and there were some things going on, and he went to the front office and said, bring in Doc, yeah. give me somebody that, that is a winning coach, and and that's... listen. I, I just look at the Bucks like they'll be okay. They'll be okay. I mean, they got studs. They do up and so down the court. The Sixers, they're in trouble. And and here's another thing: the I, window he, was the year that the uh, triple doink happened. Right, that was the window for them. But and then look, even the year after that, they missed their window but, with this group. But here's the one glimmer of the Sixers for next year. I know no one wants to hear next Joel year. I don't. Gonna see the a world could end tomorrow. There might not be another year. The world could end tomorrow. So, but but I will say that when you look forward, the glimmer of light for next season is the fact that they'll be able to supermax maxi. They'll be super maxi. They'll be able to <laughs> get a high price free agent and they will have tradable assets to bring in a potential superstar. Well, you know what the problem and, and is? That, the and guy that, running and the show is the problem to me. I don't I just don't believe in I get it, it. to get it done. But they'll know? have so much money left over that they can get there'll be a lot of the Kelly Oubre's of the world around to That's build true. role player That's guys. True. That's true. And you can build a good bench, have have Tyrese Maxi a healthy Embiid back with a superstar that you that you got from your tradable assets. All right, you're 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 turning my mind a little bit. It's a little all bit. I'm trying to tell you is that it's a glimmer. There's a glimmer of hope because of the cap money they have, because of the tradable assets they have, and they just there is hope for next year. I don't want to hear about next year, but I'm just well. If we I'm know that real, they're not winning anything this year, right? But that's the tough thing, right? At least we know that for for us as fans and for the show for the next you know uh, six weeks, this is tough. We're no, we're pivoting to baseball quick. Well, we're going to pivot to the ba- to 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 Phillies spring I training. I cannot quickly wait for baseball. But the problem is, while before Grapefruit League begins, yeah. we are stuck in watching nonsense, in watching, you know, process like basketball. It's horrible. Unless Buddy Hill and Maxie have some kind of uh, chemistry. You know what? You, know, you never know what, could, never what know. could happen. I mean, sometimes. And maybe they get a buyout player that plays a significant role, and, and you still got Oubre and Batum, and Melton's going to come back. You still got guys, maybe. All right, I'll give you a prediction. Okay. They're going to go in as the seven. You think so? Yeah. So you do think they could make the playoffs? Everything you're breaking down, I mean, I could see Maxi and Heald actually being very complimentary to each other. They could be. I could see that. And, but they, they the don't thing. shoot threes. They're 28th in basketball. Well, they it's a three-point league. It's a three-point league. Right, and they masquerade as a three-point shooting team. They're they, not, they are not They're one. horrible. Maxi, and there's another thing. Maxi is a great young star in this league but he's a a two a second a second fiddle he's not a superstar i agree with who you. can lift the team through adversity no he's tier b he's a tier b star in the yes, nba he's, tier he's a, a would be you know jokic right. Embiid, levine yeah. booker right Those maybe not maybe steph not curry. even maybe not even levine maybe levine's tier b too but yeah, yeah curry yeah. steph curry right, uh, right. you know those kind of guys yeah are Giannis, Luca, Tier A, yeah, Maxi's Tier B, yeah, I would agree with you. Heald is Tier C. Uh, he he's he's not he's just not good enough of a player. Um, 
And and people need to start being honest with themselves about that. He's not a consistent enough player. I love him. Nah, he had I'm bad, bad shooting him. nights. He has nights where he just can't yeah, shoot. Yeah, and man. I'm not hating on him at all. I love Maxi as a guy and as a player. But we have to start being real and honest with each other that he is not a good enough player. What we have seen the last few nights, and you can blame, well, he was sick, or blah, 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 doesn't matter. I don't want to hear excuses. If you're playing in the game yeah. and you're and you're taking the ball, that he shoots, he jacks up way too many bad threes. Yeah, he doesn't take yeah. the, for a guy I mean, he fast. shoots 38% from downtown. It's not horrible. He's, it's 40, not horrible. he's 45% it's kind from of the field, league, It's kind of league average. It is, but he's 40 45% from the field. You know, he's averaged almost 26 yes. points. The problem just is consistency. His last two games have been horrendous. I need to see him go to the rack more. I need to see it. AI was was a good three-point shooter, but you know what he did more than anything? He went to the rack. He put defenses on their heels. If you're he not going to do that consistently, yeah. then th- it's just, I don't know what we're trying to do. I mean, since the 51-point game, Unfortunately, Maxi's shooting has kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah, he's um, been terrible. You know, I, it goes back to one name, Joel Embiid. There's not as much space for these guys. No. He would draw two, three defenders. It's just it's just the reality of spacing on the floor. Right. When you have a star like that, Maxi's numbers partially were inflated yes. because Joel's on the floor. And there, and, and then I, I'm seeing another thread on uh, Twitter X or whatever where people are like, well, they should have traded Tobias. This was the time that you moved Tobias. Well, here's the problem with moving Tobias. You are stuck. Embiid is out. And you don't have enough guns. You don't have anything in your arsenal. No, he's got to score more. You need Tobias. Tobias has got to be a scorer. Now. Yeah. He's, he's got to be the, a, way, the second scorer on the team. A couple of these nights, Tobias had more points than Maxi. He did. And that is an indictment. I need Maxi in these games now to be the guy. And Tobias needs to be second fiddle. And by the way, now you got Buddy Heald. I need Buddy Heald to step up into a more significant role in the offense where Tobias can settle back into the, the that, that third fiddle kind of guy. He's the third option. That's the way I need Tobias to be because Tobias has been good this year He's as a third option. 52% almost, yeah. man. I mean, the guy is shooting well. He's averaging 18 and 6 just a touch under four assists. He only averages 0.3 assists less than Maxi. Maxi does not dish the ball enough. Toby's been having a good year, and and you're right. He need they need to get him the ball. I'm sorry, Ma- Maxi actually had it backwards. Maxi 6.3 assists per game, and Toby 3.3 assists. Well, per yeah, game. Toby's not a big assist guy. No, he's not. I don't need him to be. No. I need him to score now because you're missing. But, but, but you're, you're missing right. 30 points a Even game with those six assists. I'd like to see Maxi have. Eight or nine assists. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's he a doesn't, point guard. He doesn't dish the ball enough. James Harden averaged over ten assists almost a game Let's last year. Let's not even talk about the Clippers, man. Wow. Yeah, that, right. It, wow. We were we were laughing, and now they are one of the best teams in they basketball. They are rolling eight and two in their last ten. I mean, cruising. They, they, they could win it all. <laughs> I could see. Yeah, you know what? And it's funny. You know how it goes in sports. You know, after so many years, the Clippers have never won anything. You no. know, teams that have never won anything every now but and now, then they win something. The Nuggets got theirs. Yeah, but now the Nuggets aren't as potent, and the Lakers are yeah, not the, not what they need to be. I like the T Wolves, man. It, I would love to see the T Wolves go to the finals. That's I would you, love what, that. You're looking at a year right now where Minnesota is the is the hottest team. Isn't in the that West. crazy, man? Well, that Garnett, just, Kevin Garnett loves it. That tells me that the Clippers have as good a shot as anyone. To, to win it all. I agree with you because of the experience and the fact that they got three bona fide borderline Hall of Famers, really. Right. I mean, well, Harden's in the Hall of Fame. The Super Bowl, right? Kawhi's like, in the Hall like of Fame. Like in football, it's hard to predict. Even when you get to week 
13, week 14. It's hard to predict who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. But we're, we're sitting here in February, and I can already say it's very realistic that it'll be Boston Clippers in the, in the championship because yeah, the I'm, NBA I'm works different. I, I agree with you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the Bucks actually figure it out in the playoffs. And I'm going to go Bucks t Wolves because I would love to see that. Wow. How great of a finals would that be, though? Well, yeah, but it, it wouldn't be the a ratings bonanza, I'll tell you nah, that. No, I mean in terms of just <laughs> talent on the floor. Well, the T Wolves are the number one scoring team in basketball. The Bucks have arguably hard to believe. Bucks have arguably the best combination of stars in basketball. Minnesota has has the the top young player in the game, Anthony Edwards. He's like the yeah, best young yeah. star they're, in the they're game. They're really they're really fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. Yeah. Actually, ironically, they uh, they played Milwaukee last night. <sighs> Tight game too. The Sixers. It's 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 going to be you know. Uh, you know, and 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 next week we have Noah Levick joining us on the vet line. What a great timing for Noah is, Levick to come back on NBC Sports Philly. We'll really get to talk about what we see in Buddy Heald's debut, and and really, you know, what it looks like. He's what, what it looks with, like tonight with the Hawks, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, he better. Well, I mean, he a, might a, flight, not. a flight from Indiana is. A, I don't know how they can. How they can. Put they're a, gonna field a team. I, yeah, I don't know the, what team they could put on the it, court. It, it, I'm reminded of Vince Papali's situation. It, it, it's a. They need to get some uh, some ballers from North Philly down there. Yeah, it's like a process night. Go hit, go hit the Gray's Ferry uh, playground. <laughs> yeah, it's right around exactly. the corner. Exactly. Let me tell you, that's exactly. Pick up a playground realistic. legend. You're gonna see that Turk Smith, and you're gonna see guys Ricky Council. <laughs> you're gonna see those guys in the game. I mean, I, it, listen, it's gonna be Hawks win by ten. It's yeah, the Hawks are definitely I, win. actually that's a that's a good bet to put in. Because the Hawks are coming off two losses. Yeah. Yeah. I hate doing this. I mean, I'm making myself sick. But the truth is, as a betting man. The Hawks are covering that five points. I hope I'm wrong. Speaking of betting, we have a big show announcement coming up. We'll just leave it at that. We'll get to that in a little while. Oh, we do. Um, Over the next few weeks, we will begin to pivot to spring training and the fighting fills. It is inevitable. We have to do it because what we're seeing with the Sixers is going to push us in that direction. And the Flyers aren't even worth speaking about. Well, they're winning. They're they're not bad. I'm talking about the Carter Hart stuff. Yeah, the Carter Hart stuff is... is, You lost the the goalie of the future. A couple years ago, we got this 19-year-old guy, the goalie of the future, the next Patrick Wow, the next Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, and here he, he was, is. I don't know that he's all that good. Well, but yes, I mean, he's, that, he's, the expectations he was were your there, franchise though. Guy. They yes. were the expectations. I remember very well on the radio, all the Flyers people. I was driving Lyft at the time, all the fly, and I would pick people up at the center yep. with their orange gear. Yo, we got Carter, we got Carter. This kid was fresh off of assaulting a teenager in Canada. I know. There goes my Carter R jersey hanging in the closet. Uh, it's it's going to be remaining there. Forever. Is it next to your Aaron Hernandez? Uh, you know, I wish I, I... You know what? I'd rock that. My homie has one. He I rocks. would rock And my that. homie looks like Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I'm not even joking around. I would rock Aaron Hernandez's jersey. I would. You know what I have on my monitor speaker in my home studio? I have... Remember like when you do fantasy football drafts, they have like a board and there's stickers with the players? Yeah. I have an Aaron Hernandez sticker from a draft. Oh, wow. From before he got uh, eliminated he from was, the league. He was a really good player. He was, man. That doc, You saw that documentary? It was a great, compelling documentary about that guy. Yo. Wow, man. Very compelling. But it made a lot of sense. You know, sometimes the ego aspect takes over guys in that yeah. scenario. And that's what happened with him. Off topic, since, since we're music guys, just real quick, I must see if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, this documentary about the, the making of We Are the World. 
You know what? I, Check I, I glossed that over out. it on my Netflix scanning. I forget what it's called. Yeah. The the best greatest night in pop. I saw something. it on. I saw it yeah. on there. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and watch that. Okay. That right. is right. so fantastic. I've been on that making a murderer thing with that dude. In, uh, oh really? That dude that got like framed by cops and stuff. Like, oh twice. wow. Yeah, like they hated him in his small town. I got You know what? I got to give uh, that a chance. Yo, man. You'll be you'll be enamored. Really? Enamored. All right, there it is. Giving me ideas. Uh, <laughs> all right, we, we got we got birds and Kellen Moore stuff to talk about. But first, brought to you by the Fairless Hills Academy of Music. It's time for Vet Fact. This is a Vet Fact. Well, Tech, as we know, in February and March, there were no games ever played really at the Vet. No, Whether we're going Vet Era facts. We're going Vet Era Facts. It's our February routine. Yep. And on that note, April 28th, 1991, the Phils pulled off the first triple play in Vet history. Wow! When Padres <laughs> legend Tony Gwynn lined wow. a shot to second baseman Randy Reddy. <laughs> Reddy catches the ball, steps on second. We all remember this clip. And then he could have easily just tagged the runner, but he threw to first baseman Ricky Jordan. Ricky Jordan! For the third out. I loved Ricky Jordan when I was a loved kid, Ricky man. Ricky Jordan, loved Randy Reddy, Dickie Thon, the whole that whole squad. I know. Was a loser squad that I loved. I hey. did too. Von Hayes was on this team. Dale yes. Murphy was on this team. Who was the manager? Was that Nick Leva? Was he the manager? It might have been a Leva season, yeah. Um, Charlie Hayes, Steve oh, Lake. Charlie Hayes! Yo, man, wow. So the Phils would destroy San Diego on this day. It was early in the season. Love they it. would climb to just 7-12, and 12, but they would score eight runs in the first two innings. Go up eight to nothing. They would play shutout ball, shutting out the Padres to the seventh, where they got two measly runs. What a day, Lenny! Lenny Dykstra with two walks, a hit, two runs scored. Dale Murphy with two ribbies. Charlie Hayes with three ribbies on a first inning shot <laughs> over yes. over the left field wall. Dickie Thon goes yard, and he had a very nice pitching performance. Went yard. Very Woo! nice pitching performance by one Jason Grimsley, getting his first Jason win of the Grimsley. year. Yeah, 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 seven innings, three hits, two runs. It was pretty good. Seven Ks, and then Tommy Green yes. would come in and lock down the eighth and the ninth, striking out two, allowing no walks, no hits. The Phils didn't do much in 91 Tech, but on this day, they were the talk of Sports Center. There it April is. April 28th, 1991. That's fantastic. Anything with Charlie Hayes, Dickie Don, Randy Reddy, Von Hayes, those guys... Ricky Jordan, this is my, this is What a transitionary team. (laughs) Two years later, you're in Toronto watching Joe Carter walk it off. Right, and this was actually before they switched to the throwback jerseys as the main jersey. It was. This was still last Maroon season. This was Maroon, It was the last Maroon season. How about that? Man, oh man. All right, the Birds, uh, they hired Kellen Moore as their new OC. He's one of the two guys I didn't want. But yeah, um, yeah. but it is what it is. He's a pass-heavy guy who specializes in pre-snap motion and and seemingly uh, schemes receivers open. They're under center more too. Yes, I like that. I so like that. Uh, in Sirianni's press release, he said, "We feel that Cohen's uh, skill set is compatible to our quarterback." And I guess my question is, how so? What example can you give me of quarterbacks that? Kellen Moore has worked with where the skill set is compatible to Jalen Hurts. And you could say Dak, but it's not. It's a little Dak different with Dak. Yeah, it's Jaylen. a little different. They're, they're not the same. Right. And, and uh, Herbert is, is a polar opposite. He is. So it's like, wh- who? Well, I think what they were getting at was Herbert improvises a lot. 
Jalen improvises a lot. I think that's okay. what they were maybe going with. Kind of, kind of like that gunslinger mentality. Jalen can get into that mode or sometimes. Or was it just, you know, press release speak? Well, it could have been that too. Could have been. Obviously, it's mostly that. Um, my, my opinion on this higher tech is it doesn't get me upset, but it also doesn't get me excited. It's no. kind of a middle of the road, and I'll tell you why. The first game next year where they have to throw the ball, say, like 47 times. This is what the guy does. And, and, they, and they lose. The Philly media and just our style in this city as fans. They want. They want. They Kel- want. Moore's not a fit for that. No, he is he's, not. He looks like a deer in headlights type. He's yeah. Look, he's he's been around what five years. He's still a young guy. He's never 35. a good Yeah, because he was never a good quarterback. Right, and and he was never good enough of, of an OC to get a head coaching job. But so that's why they like him. Right, that's. Why they like? Why him. You're they right. About they like that. Fangio because he's too old to get a head coach. Right, job. Fangio's. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great storm for the for the Jeff Lurie pyramid. And Lurie's scheme. letting both get. Look, you just know <laughs> Lurie listens to uh, WIP, right? Oh, and, yeah, and, of and and he goes into this meeting with Sirianni, and you you know he's saying to Nick, he's saying, "I'm hearing Ross Tucker and Ray Dinger and Ike Reese say that we don't use pre snap motion and we're not scheming receivers open and Jalen never lines up under center. He goes, What's going on there? I thought we were doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And Nick probably gave him one of those uh, talking circles answers, and yeah. Lori was like, "Okay, well, look, we're well, gonna- he was just talking about core values at that point. Yes, and and Lori's like, "Look, we're." That's all well and good. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and hand the offense off to a guy who who does those things. They got the problem, man. They got to run. You have to. You you need a you need an offensive coordinator that understands a simple concept. If you line up under center, yeah, it's only effective if you run it out of that formation as much as you throw it out of that formation. Right. When you line up under center, because right. you want the linebackers to be thinking, all right, this ball's getting handed off. And yeah. then that play action with those stud receivers, it, it'll work because then the, the linebackers are biting. You can run slants, you can run goes, whatever. The safeties are going to bite. They're not going to accomplish that because they're not going to run it enough. Right, they're not. That's not what Kellen Moore does. No, not but a... the blitz pickup will be way better with him. Right, the blitz pickup will be there. I mean, as far as options for a quarterback, there's always Dak always had someone like three yards away from him. Right. Always. Right. Always. Always. Um, they like Kingsbury, who was the other guy I didn't want. I, no, I, I no, wanted him no, even no. less than I wanted yes, Kellen same, Moore. Same, same, same. Uh, but he, the, the deal breaker was, the rumor is, he wanted to hire his own staff, including his own O-line coach. That, he was out. Kingsbury he had, was out. Kingsbury he, had the nerve he to say, his, Stout gotta go. Well, he wanted his own staff. He wanted to bring in his own people, and word word is, or at least the rumor may not even be true, but the rumor is that one of he had his he had his own staff in mind, including O line coach. You know why I don't like Kingsbury? It's because of that hard knock season. I just didn't think that he, I don't he didn't buy strike me as a leader. No. He strikes me as a really good assistant coach. Which he may be, which is why he might have been a good offensive coordinator, but just not not here. I, I didn't want him. He's another guy that would get eaten up by Philadelphia. He's just not fit for Philly. It's hard to explain why I mean that. It's like a, it's like a feeling, you know? Right. I don't think Kellen Moore's fit for this city either. No, but you know who I think is and he's jobless right now? Eric Bieniemy. Man, I would love. How does he have no job? I would love to see him on our sideline, man. I just don't get it. Brian like, Johnson got hired by the by the Commanders. He's over yeah, there now, I some kind that. of passing game coordinator. Yeah, you know what? Hey, I, I wish them the best. The Commanders are going to fall in there. But it lets again. you know they're, they're that not, they're not going to do anything. That the perspective is that it wasn't it wasn't his fault. Yet he's well, the one. He's a young, but he's a young guy. These guys always get second. But chances. here's here's what I don't understand. Sirianni 
the press is throwing bullets at Sirianni about about Brian Johnson. And Sirianni goes, it's not on Brian Johnson. It's on me. Blame me. But then Brian Johnson is the one that's fired. Yeah, I mean, we don't right. want, we didn't want Brian Johnson anyway, but I'm just saying that you are saying, don't talk about Brian Johnson. Talk, talk to me. I'm the guy. Well, right. but he was fired. And you remain. It's play design, man. The and then play- they strip him of all his power. They took the offense from him. They give it to Kellen Moore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, Nick is Nick is a perplexing situation. Yeah. He's just a perplexing individual because, you know, you, you want to like him. Mm-hmm. You want to like him. And I think that he's, he's a good coach. I don't think he's a bad head coach. I think he's a good coach. I think the players like him. Jason Kelsey had nothing but great things to say. Kelsey always is the company man, I know. But he had great things to say about him last week. Yeah. And, and I th- it was it was genuine. And but he I, is the company man. He's the company man. But the problem with Nick is that he just he lacks killer instinct. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As a person, I feel like he just kind of lacks killer he's soft. instinct. soft. Yeah, I you need killer instinct here. Think like Jim Johnson. Right. That's defensive, obviously, but just the mindset. You know, even Andy Reid had a killer instinct in terms yeah, of going true. after it. You know, that's why we went to four straight title games. So I wanted to go over this with you. there, Because there, there, this, I'm, I feel like this is not being talked about enough, and it needs to be. This, we're going into a draft that is, and I know that this has been said a lot over the past five years, but I mean it this year. This is going to be Howie's most important draft of his career, okay? It is, because you still don't know what Dean and Smith are. Right. He's going to have to hit on the key positions. And I predict, by the way, that he goes defensive and offensive guard with the first two picks. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's going to piss a lot of people off. Well, I don't think offensive guard necessarily will be the second pick. I'm telling you, he's going to go D-line, O-line, first and second. I think he goes secondary in the second round. He Listen, this is why he's got to. He's got to hit on a corner. Let me break this down, do. right? They have $20 million to spend currently, right? $20 yeah, million. Right. Now, from what my understanding of the Son Reddick situation is, if, he, if, if, this is a big if, if you can extend him at his current base salary, he's going to want to raise, by the way. But he if, is, if you can extend him at his current base salary, what that means is when you extend him, you're basically paying him what he's owed and 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 extending the contract out for more years later. You know, so so basically when you're paying him what he's owed, you're clearing that money off of your cap. Right. So if you extend Reddick at his base salary, you'll save over eleven million. If they do the same thing with Josh Sweat at his base salary, right. they'll save three and a half million. If they restructure Lane Johnson, who said he's down to restructure every year, if it means it helps, he the wants team. to win. So they would save another close to three and a half to be about three three point four six million. Okay, so they could add maybe eighteen mil to the cap space. If right, if they cut Avante Maddox, that gives you another twenty million. So you got twenty and twenty. You now open up forty million to spend. They're not right? walking away from Avante, though, I don't think. I think they have to. They might. I think you have to. It depends on the draft, though. Well, you need a cornerback, right? But the market value on the free agent class of corners, and there's going to be some good ones available, but the problem is they're going to be... Their market value is going to be sky high. Yeah. You're going to overpay. The Eagles can't afford to overpay for the corner. You're going to have to, have to, have to draft and hit on that position. They have to. You're going to have to. James Bradbury is a conundrum. The guy goes from first team all pro 
to basically collegiate division two undrafted in terms yeah. of his performance. If they keep him, you would hope that they would restructure his contract. He's signed for two more years, I believe. Yeah, he is. And that's that's a pretty big cap hit, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yes. So all right. I would cut Bradbury is who I would cut. I don't know how that yeah. affects the cap, but I would cut him. It's gonna affect the now you're now you're you're cutting into well, you know some what? of that forty you might, million. You might not have to cut him. You might be able to trade him. Well, I think you can trade Bradbury still. Well, let's talk about some of these positions that you're going to need in free agency. Safety. Right? So you need a safety. The market value... We of all, the, I feel of, like we always need a safety every year since Dawkins left. Yeah, of course. The the Well, well, really, since Malcolm Jenkins retired now, because we were stable there, him and McLeod. Okay, we won all a right. Super Bowl. You're right. The one We had one year, as I'll say, two years since Dawkins retired. Right. Or left. With stability yes. at that position. So now you're looking at a decent safety that can start for you. You're looking at about six and a half million uh, is the market value for a decent safety, right? right? Yeah. So now you need a linebacker. I got news for you. You need two. So the, the, the market value on a decent linebacker is around eight million. Okay. Yeah. So if you're talking two of those, you're talking sixteen plus. Six. There you go. You're already at about twenty three million out of your forty. Right. right. So now you know you know what they always do. You probably need to pick up a DT. They cost around ten. I thought Milton Williams showed me a lot last season. Yeah. I think Milton Williams could be a starter. But without Fletcher Cox, uh, you, are you really putting it all on Jordan Davis and and Milton Williams? Now they're going to go. They're going to pick up another DT in free agency. Well, yeah, you how are. he always are. does. But I think Milton Williams uh, is a bit underrated by our fan base. Yeah, I think so. But you're looking at somewhere between nine and ten million for DT. Right. And so now, now where are you at? Now let's let's just say they do that. They might not do that. But you need a running back, right? But with Kellen Moore, they're not going to spend anything on it. Even though, if I told you, you could have. DeAndre Swift and Derrick Henry in your backfield for under twelve million, that would actually be a, appealing. Yeah, but you have the wrong coordinator that's, for that. That's just it. It's so you, not so right. They're not it's not do a right that. fit. You need a you need a running yes. back that is a pass catching running back. But then you also still need a bruiser too. They haven't had a bruiser. Right. It feels like since uh, Legarrette Blunt. Which Derrick Henry would fill that role. He's right, right but they well, got the wrong coordinator. They should have brought him enemy and Henry, and play some football. Right. I think he averaged, you know, in, in Derrick Henry's hay, heyday, he, what did he average? Somewhere Five between, yards a carry. Two, yeah, but I'm talking about the number of carries in, oh, in, in oh, a yeah. season. Yeah, a lot. A in lot, a season, a it was somewhere, I guess, between two and a quarter and 250, right. 240, right. maybe carries-wise. He's like a 110 carry a season guy now. Yeah. He's half. Yeah. He's half of that load. But it'll be fresher for that reason. A- absolutely. You know, you, but they're, they're not going to get You only need Derrick to use Henry is not coming Six, here. seven carries a game. No. Yeah. I could see the Patriots getting a guy like Derrick yeah, Henry. Yeah. Right. It doesn't fit here. But so this is just to let you know that you, you talk about a few key positions you need. And next thing you know, you got like 16 million left to spend. Right. And you still have to extend guys. You still got to sign draft picks too. You have to sign draft picks. You have to sign, re-sign and extend guys like Landon Dickerson and Devontae Smith down the line. You are going to need money that I you think, don't I think have. what they should do instead of signing all these guys that we're talking about, I would take a guy like a, like a Grant Calcaterra and maybe like a, hmm, like a Bradbury or a Maddox. And I would try to, I'd try to pawn them off. 
to someone. He's going to try to do that. He's and then you don't. Got, to, then you're. Then you're. You know, it's a, it's a it's a give and take. And you can trade back Bradbury or somebody, but what do you get? A, a, a five for him? You get like a five. I'm for talking him. players. Though. I know that's not as common. And and he doesn't have. We don't have a four. So he's. We have like. We have a zillion fives. We have no four. So he's going to want a four. How he's going to make a right. move for a four? Yeah. It's going to be important in this trap. They have to hit. That's this. It all goes back to there's a lot to be done and not a whole lot of money to do it. So the draft becomes the most important draft for Howie in this era because he has to hit on these picks in these key positions. And I don't fully trust him. If he takes a quarterback hit. in the third round, my head's going to explode. I, I don't know what I'm going to... Yeah, like if he... Right. If he... They worked one out, I think. Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a, a former backup with Jalen Hurts. He was oh, Jalen Hurts' backup at Oklahoma. That's right. Well, that's actually a, a cool idea. Yes, but, you know, listen, I don't anticipate <laughs> needing that. I right think they now. should just sign Carson as the backup. Yeah. I'm just oh, kidding. my I'm just God. Kidding. I, had to slip that I like the kid who was uh, the Tanner McKee. You liked him? I liked him. He had a good preseason. Actually. Yeah. He actually was slinging the ball. He's still on the roster. Right? By the he, way, I didn't like, I know he turned the ball over. I didn't like hate Mariota. He wasn't like the worst, but obviously he's gone. No. But he yeah, wasn't the yeah. worst Mar- backup Marcus, I ever saw. The irony of him in the Eagles uniform after how it was when he was coming out is crazy. Yeah, I know. Crazy. But, you know, that's where we're at with the birds. And, right. and really, to be honest, until either a major nugget comes out of, I mean, from whether they, they sign somebody or they release somebody or they trade for something. It's like, we don't really need to talk about the birds again until the, we're, we're ramping up for the draft. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're turning the birds off now. Yeah. Until, unless, well, oh, well, unless a major move happens. Free agency is before the draft. Right. So, so I guess. About a month. So we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll revisit the birds in we'll a month. We'll revisit the birds when free agency begins. I think actually the free agency deadline is Almost exactly a month. Right. So we'll see. We'll revisit when that begins. I'm sorry, the, the start and, of it, and, not the and, deadline. Right. When when they start the, when they start free agency and we, we rev up to the draft. We'll start really going over the prospects that make sense and keying in because right now it's just all too broad and we'll it we'll is, figure it, it out. Yeah. As, as we always. get closer to as it. As always. But uh all right. Uh major show announcement here. Look, we're music producers. Talking Philly sports. And when you're a music producer that talks sports, you gotta have rhythm. If you're betting on sports tech, you need to download rhythm. Rhythm makes it easy to find AI backed picks, AI backed picks, and player props for every single NFL, NBA, and college basketball game. You can build custom sports betting models or have AI build them for you and start getting recommended bets, score predictions, and more that will help you become a better better. Uh, you download Rhythm now. It's right there in the App Store or the Marketplace. You can start getting free picks daily. Rhythm, the place for data-backed props and picks. Now a show partner, Tech. Now a show partner. They will be the sponsor of Prem's Picks going forward. That's right. Returning for the 2024 MLB season. Shout out to their marketing chief officer, James Santori. Yes, sir. We'll have him on at some point. And I will have to add that I already have hit on a pick that I got off the Rhythm app. There you go. And you can too. So make sure you download the Rhythm app. And that's R-I-T-H-M. 
That's I love the spelling, and I love the fact that we're music guys, and our partner is Rhythm. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's a beautiful thing, and we're thankful for all of our partners, but this is a really dope one because... You know, betting is uh, is a huge industry now, Tick. Oh, it is. It's taking over sports, to be honest. It's yeah, yeah, taking it's, over. There's a double-edged sword, but we're happy to have yeah. a role. Oh, yeah. Uh, there it is. Um, everybody tune in to Fox 29's fantastic sports show tonight to see Prem. He'll oh, be yeah, on. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, he'll be on set with Jason Martinez and Breland Moore. It's actually going to be Jason's off. Jason's it's gonna off. going to be uh, sports director. Tom Shredenshek. Oh, wow. And Filling Breland. in. And Breland. And yeah. Breland. Uh, so, so Breland will be the... the uh, She'll the, be on the left side. You have to send something right. in, too, so I can uh, I can disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll send, I, we'll figure out what, whatever the topic is. We Absolutely. usually know that. Absolutely. I, sometime today, I'll get the topic, and I'll send a video Definitely. in. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys are at home uh, and you got nothing going on tonight, Fox 29, fantastic sports show. 11.30 p.m. There it is. All right. Um, we'll have Noah Levick on the vet line to talk Sixers. We can talk about Buddy Heald's debut. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week. Vet alumni.